0: Stay hungry, stay foolish. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other. Hey there, listener, thanks for stopping by. Before we get the podcast started today, I just wanted to tell you about my Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and donating some money, all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash KIPPOD. And there's three separate tiers there where you can get exclusive content, ad free content, and you can even suggest questions for me to ask future guests on the podcast. So, guys, make sure to check out my Patreon. Also, make sure to share this podcast on your social media accounts, link it to Spotify, review it on Apple. I would very much appreciate that. So, thanks, guys, and enjoy the episode. Okay. Testing, testing.
1: I'm testing. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, here we go. Three, two. Hello and welcome to the Knowledge is Power podcast. I'm your host, Max Willett, and after some technical difficulties trying to get these mics to work, we are back. And today, my guest is Amy Short of Amy Kristen Photography, and like my past guests, I met her through BNI. So Amy, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hi. guys I'm Amy short like Max said I run Amy Kristen photography it is I it's basically family child portraiture I do anything from newborns all the way up through high school seniors extended families Um, I am I have a studio in Charlestown um, 4259 Old Post Road in case anybody wants to drive by Um, and that's what I do
0: pretty cool so how long have you been doing photography
1: Um, I've actually been shooting photos for God, a long time, almost my whole life. My dad, um, he's actually a math teacher, but he is an amateur photographer back in film days long before your time, Max. Um, but (laughs) but my dad, um, had a film SLR and he has like, I don't know if your parents ever had these, but like, like rolls of like slides, like slide stuff. And like he took, he would travel and take pictures. Like he took pictures of me. I was the first kid. We just had tons and tons of pictures and I learned how to take photos when I was a kid. And then, um, I mean, I did it through childhood. I went to college. I couldn't afford to develop film because Mm. it was still film back then. Um, I mean, I just did it as a hobby. And then I really, like, I started getting back into it. My first nephew was born in 2007. He's almost 14. And I became, like, a paparazzi stalker when he was (laughs) born. (laughs) And I was, like, following him. I'm like, oh, my God, the baby breathed. Like, the baby moved, you know? So he was my first real human subject that I took pictures of. So I did a lot with him. And then my friends started asking me, can you take pictures of my kids? And like, can you take pictures of my kids? And so at, at one point I decided to turn it into a business. So I actually did start my business in 2013. I never set out in my life to actually be a photographer. I, if you told little Amy that she was going to be a photographer, I would have been like, you're so full of it. Like yeah. that's not going to be the case. Cause that's not really, I took a very circuitous route to get here. Um, because I mean I worked full time at South County Hospital for a long time while I was still a photographer mm-hmm. and then it just happened that I stopped doing that it was it's a long story but yeah the, it's that's how I kind of got into it I just turned something I like doing into my business essentially
0: Well that's 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 a great way to start out I yeah. mean but it's funny how you say learned how to take photos it, you don't really learn anymore you just pick up your phone and take a picture Yes It's kind of it's kind of weird though how that did I give you one of those keychains?
1: No, I got it from Scott Benjamin.
0: Oh, how did Scott Benjamin get it? <laughs> I don't know. This is a there's a class of 2021 keychain on her. How did he get it?
1: He's my favorite person in the universe.
0: Yeah, but how did he get that? I made from those
1: because he went to the golf tournament that. You yeah, had.
0: but that wasn't in the that wasn't in the bag, was it?
1: It must have been because he gave it to me.
0: Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was Cause like, because I made that for the kids, and I didn't know they put those no, in the bag. No, there was
1: a Cherahoe cup. There's a Cherahoe... Yeah,
0: but beer. I didn't make those for everybody.
1: Well, apparently, I ended up with one. Right? There, I so...
0: did make one extra one. So, there are 279 kids in the class of 2021, and I made 280. So, maybe he was the lucky one and got the he one. He was the lucky one, and I am the lucky one. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. No, went a I little know. off. I, I saw that. I'm like, how what no, sorry.
1: like i'm terrible I'm class of 94 so you know 27 years later okay i have this yeah
0: 94 I'm to think. <laughs>
1: stop it max just don't no know. i'm trying to
0: think of well you said you knew kurt right yes yeah
1: kurt, yes i um well so i know kurt's brother dave. dave yeah graduated the year before me um i believe kurt and donnie were in my brother nathan's class i think because i have four younger brothers but yeah. i know that kurt and Danny have a lot of brothers i knew of them more than like actually knew them but yeah. they were always around i think they were about two years younger than i am
0: yeah kurt's kurt's awesome so i met him uh, did i tell you how i met him
1: you said from the mentoring
0: yeah it, Cherahoe? yeah chair yeah great guy he was my first guest uh and he was awesome i told him I, I was starting a podcast and he's like yes let's do it and i was like great so uh very interesting story <laughs> yeah, that's awesome i like this
1: that was the first one i listened to
0: cool yeah I, I mean that like, guy has a lot of insight i mean business knowledge is yeah he amazing. was just basically
1: like i like fish tanks i like cleaning fish tanks i essentially have a business even though i didn't realize it and now he has like a legit huge yeah fish tank business
0: yeah well i did i don't remember if he talked about it but they're opening up uh, a new facility
1: Yes, I think that was in the podcast. Yeah. he said he had bought a new or rented a, bought or rented a new space.
0: Yeah, okay. well, he bought it's like right near ABS. In oh Warwick. yes, yes, yeah, yes, in that yes. same yes. complex. Yes, so it's gonna be. He says he wants to have um, uh, like a coffee shop in the front, Ooh. and there's gonna be a wall with booths, and there's gonna be fish tanks in the wall, like for each booth. That's so, kind of brilliant. that's gonna be awesome yeah like
1: you can chill out and look at fish while you have your coffee
0: yeah it's gonna be sweet and i can't wait to see it but it's like a year out so well good to know but when it
1: opens let us know on your podcast and yeah and i'll go check it out yeah
0: yeah well um so let's get back to you <laughs> uh so you started business in 2013 yeah. and I, I it's funny because i've seen a lot of people especially in the past like since i've graduated high school get into fr- photography but and it's interesting because some of them are good and that's relative some of them are good and some of them say they do something and then when you ask them and want to give them business they're like i'm too busy
1: <laughs> it's well first I, of, oh sorry I was, no ahead.
0: i was i was gonna get like what's your opinion i mean there's honestly a big uproar of photographers in the past three years i'd say especially with A lot of kids getting digital cameras
1: that's true um i mean the the barrier to entry for photography now is a lot lower i'm not saying that that means people aren't good that's not what i mean but just because like you were just saying with your phone like I had to learn photography. Like, I still have film cameras that I use every once in a while just because film is cool and whatever. Mm -hmm. And my film cameras look a lot like my DSLRs, except they don't have an LCD on the back. And even now, like, you still get used to looking at the picture you took. It's like you can't do that with a film camera. You actually had to learn how to take pictures. And when I shoot stuff, I still almost shoot with, like, the idea in my head that I'm shooting film. Like, I know I'm not, but that's how I learned. And nowadays it's very easy. Like you don't have to send your film out to be developed and wait for it to come back and only take like 24, 36 frames a roll, you know, like you can take as many pictures as you want. And for a lot of people, that's great because it's great for learning. Like you can figure out what you did and you have immediate like instant gratification. Like you can immediately see what you did right or did wrong and fix it. I mean, now there's mirrorless cameras where when you look through the viewfinder, literally like you can see, it's like looking Mm. at an LCD. So any set, it's almost like looking at a phone screen, like, you know, it's real time like Mm -hmm. you can see it um so it's it's very it is easier to get into but a lot of times like i mean like i talked to you before i think before we even started the podcast like i teach people in photography too i teach people in Mm -hmm. like here live in person and also online and what i always tell people is like a camera is not a business in a box you can be amazing at taking pictures but you so have to know to have a business of any kind at all Mm. no matter what you have to know the business side and that is what people really don't realize a lot with starting photography businesses especially because a lot of photographers they're like artists at heart and the business piece is so difficult
0: yeah well well that's that's a thing with any business really And, and it's and it's interesting because you can, I mean, people think they can just pick up a camera and just start taking pictures and making money. Like there has to be, (laughs) like you say, like, like the business aspect is hard, but in my opinion, I think the creativity aspect is even more difficult because you have to be able to set yourself apart in a very flooded market. Yeah. Right. And, and 3d printing is just, it is, it's just like that because there are a lot of people who want to start printing farms and do prototypes and make things for people. And, um, You'll see a lot of people who start their business and can't 3D print things because it's hard and just do it and say they can, and then when they do, it sucks. And then you have the people that are very creative, create really cool models, but then want astronomical amounts of money for them and nobody wants to buy it. And then you have the people who balance the creativity in the business, sort of, but are creative and try to push social media a lot and then aren't making a lot of money, then you have people who are solely focusing on prototypes, which is, in my opinion, where the real money is in the additive manufacturing industry. So it's like you have to find your niche within the photography market and uh, set yourself apart. And that's why I think, sure, you know, the business part is hard, but setting yourself apart is even more difficult in my opinion. I don't know if you, no, see, yeah,
1: you're actually, see, you're wicked smart, Max. Oh that's, no, I don't. That's actually, no, that's the fact that you know, that is a really, is good. That, that's a, that's a great thing to know in business because I mean, that's, you are right, like what you said before that there the photography market is extremely saturated, and I mean i don't I find out probably every day like that there are more photographers here, and that doesn't bother me at all because I mean I'm friends with a lot of them, mm. like I meet them, we collaborate like you know there are people I know who do I don't do weddings, I don't phot- photograph weddings I used to, and i I like going to them, but I can't stand photographing them, not my thing. So, a lot of times, like, I have friends who, like, if I'll get an inquiry for a wedding still, I can refer it to people. Meanwhile, yeah. they're like, I don't understand how you can photograph running toddlers. So, they'll send that to me. But that's the thing. It's like, if you have all these people who are, and they're with anything, artistic or business or anything, there's always trends. Like there's Mm. trends in everything. And like a lot of times people's photos all look exactly the same, like how they edit them or how they shoot them or whatever. And that's not to say they're bad because they're extremely talented people. But if you have 10 people where their photos look almost exactly the same, how are they setting themselves apart? Like the only thing that they're going to compete on at that point is price. So you're totally right. You have to have something, at least one thing that sets you apart where people are going to be like, Hey, I want to go to her or I want him for like whatever. Um, I mean, for me, there's a couple of things I how I shoot and like what my art looks like is somewhat different than a lot of people around here, just because that's how I see things like, I mean, I didn't necessarily try to do that. It's just kind of how my mind works and sees things. Um, but also like I am more of a for me too, one of the biggest things that I do is like it's the experience that I give to people. Um, I want them to remember me not just like, okay, we got photos. That's cool for whatever i want them to look at those pictures and actually remember like that they had a great experience mm-hmm. so i'm more of like a higher end, lower volume photographer where i print for people like which i probably you probably heard me talk about like i print for people i want to give them products that actually stand up that you know i'm really i literally hold their hand from the minute they call me until after I deliver their product. And that's one of the other things that sets me apart. Cause some people don't do that. And that's not to say that's a bad model. Like it's really all about what works for you and your business, whether you, however you provide it. But yes, you totally need to stand out because otherwise people are just going to throw a dart at a dartboard and be like, all right, well, I'm going to pick this one. Cause I don't know the reason not to.
0: Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and unfortunately it seems like we've come to a, a, a place in the marketing industry, you know, word of mouth, is usually King mm-hmm. but when it comes to a market like that where there's a lot of different people uh, it's whoever pays the most in Google Ads basically gets a job uh, which is kind of unfortunate because they're not usually the best person they just get the most backing and mm. you know but it's, it's just weird how that works but I also like to think of it like like this when you look at movies right mm-hmm. all movies are essentially the same you have an antagonist a protagonist mm-hmm. something you know they need to fight over and then an ending usually the good guy wins yeah which is why i think um you look at those movies uh is it quentin tarantino yeah. who did pulp fiction quentin tarantino. yeah yes. so like when you see movies like that that honestly have no clear plot at all and then it just <laughs> looks like it's just like you know really good dialogue it's like that's different yes i like it but i mean i've i've never really thought of it and i'm just thinking out loud now is that he really sets himself apart because of that because his movies like once upon a time in hollywood the one with the wild west are like it's in the snow and it's sam jackson and kurt russell that was like a newer one on yeah, netflix one the yeah, and then pulp fiction yeah,
1: like reservoir Dogs, kill
0: bill was one of kill
1: bill and kill bill too so were that
0: ones. movie those movies had like a clear plot and i think those are a little bit i mean because like there was a backstory, you know, like that guy killed her husband or something. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the motivation. But you look at Pulp Fiction, it's just a movie. You know, you have John Travolta and Sam Jackson driving around in the car, swearing and (laughs) shooting people accidentally. And it's like, okay. And people love it. And I'm just like, "Mm." I'm like, okay, I'm not a huge fan, but I like to talk about it. Um, But, it's different, and I don't think all the time things need to be good if it's different because in movies where every movie is the same, you know, that isn't, and I think just because it's different, people think it's great, and um, it's weird. I was just thinking out loud there, That's but all right. yeah, yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes I go on tangents. I don't even know where I'm Sorry, going with Max. it, but I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, it's it's just photography is a is a great thing and I definitely think obviously there's a demand for it. Mm-hmm. Um but just like any business model, setting yourself apart is the biggest thing and having a creative aspect to that. Um but I'd like to talk about marketing a little marketing. Okay. Um what has been so from the beginning in 2013, what has been in your opinion the biggest marketing tool for you
1: i don't know i there's so there's a couple yeah that i would like to talk about so pro, one of them is just is word of mouth which you talked yeah. about i mean um and it's not just word of mouth i mean some of it is word of mouth with people who have used me and they referred me to their friends their neighbors like you know i do a lot of families so people who go to school with their kids or they're just like in mom groups with and things like that that's obviously huge um, word of mouth from networking groups, like from BNI, from the chamber, stuff like that. Um, I mean, the other thing too, is word of mouth from partnering with businesses that are in, who have the same target client you do. Like for example, there's, um, a couple like I've partnered with a couple kids boutiques that like, there's one, this one place in Narragansett, um, and there's all, they're also in Wakefield now too. It's a kid's boutique called Polka Dot Panda and they sell like really cute kids clothes, like really I don't want to say like super high-end stuff, but it's just different stuff. It's like mm-hmm. not stuff you'd find in like Target or, or JCPenney or whatever. It's just like cool stuff. And um, I love the owner. Like she's awesome. Um, We've done a couple of giveaways together. Um, Just like, and I can't talk enough about her and like she sent people to me. So just like building those relationships with bus- other businesses is like really good ways of getting word of mouth um, out there. And then another thing that for me has worked I mean, a lot of the people that I get who don't necessarily come to me because they were referred to somebody, they all come to me through my website. And I have worked really hard on the SEO on my website. I've done it all yeah. myself. Um, and it's like a never ending process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, as I'm sure, like you have to update it all the time to make sure that search engines like re crawl you and re gather you and whatever. So I'm always, you know, I blog. I like writing, but I hate writing for blogs because it's like you have to actually write specifically. For, yeah, so yeah. Um, search engines will find you. So I'm like, oh, my God, my creativity is being killed. But it helps your SEO. Yeah. Um, you know, and just having obviously having visual stuff out there, like photos with like alt tags and all this other stuff that search engines can find. That has been really, really, really big for me. I mean, I'm in Charlestown. My studio's in Charlestown. Um, I have a sign in front of my studio that has my web address on it. So a lot of times people will come and find me that way. Like if they're vacationing, but there are also people who contact me before they come on vacation here because they are searching like Charleston, Rhode Island photographer or something like that. And they're finding me via Google, Mm -hmm. which is really, really big. Um, I have a Facebook page. Sometimes people find it, find me there. Um, but I mean, Facebook and Instagram, which I both have are kind of like really, further down in the list of ways I get people. Yeah. Honestly. Well,
0: it's tough because you need to constantly post on it. Yeah. I mean, like, I have constant contact. Yep. And I can connect my social media accounts to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to create one post that posts on all of them.
1: Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. I do that. Um, I mean, I I do post on social media, especially on Facebook, often. Yeah. And it, it But it kind of, like, depends on where your target client actually lies. I mean, mine are on Facebook, but you know what I've also done too, is I've done Facebook ads. I don't do them a ton and it depends on kind of like really what you have to target them really, really well to get yeah. what you're looking for. Cause oh, there, yeah. are pe- there are people who are like Facebook ads don't work. They suck. Like they're terrible.
0: Then you hear the complete opposite.
1: And then people are like, I made a trillion million dollars. And I mean, as long you have to really narrow down who you're advertising mm-hmm. to. Cause I mean, Again, kind of going back to some of the people I teach. People are like, "Oh my God, like I I, I never get anything with Facebook ads." And I'm like, "Well, who are you targeting? Like, who, what do you, what do you have for like a your audience?" They're like, "Well, anybody in my area within 25 miles between the ages of 16 and 65." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> but who?" I'm like, "Who's your actual target client?" And they say, "Well, I I photograph like people of all ages." I'm like, "Yeah, you may photograph people of all ages, but who is actually hiring you? It's probably exactly. it's it's, it's going to be." It's probably a mom. It's a mom. She's between probably 35 and 45. I'm like, you should know where she works. You should know what she drives. You should know what she eats. You should. And they're like, how do I know that? I'm like, this is what you set up before you start a business. Mm -hmm. You should. And if you don't get on it now, you know, these they're like, well, I don't know how to ask them that. I'm like, no, no, you don't ask people that it's not like you ask the people you're hiring that you should know that ahead of time you eat like, for
0: breakfast yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like do you like Cheerios or Lucky Charms yeah I ate all the marshmallows out first yes. um but it's like you know <laughs> it's not like when Target started or when Nordstrom started or like you just think of retail businesses it's not like they're like hey we're gonna sell shirts and see who shows up you mm-hmm. know what I mean like they had they have whole marketing departments obviously but they knew exactly ahead of time and really any business should and that's why I say like a lot of times And again, this applies to any business, but I just see it in photographers because that's the industry I'm in. They go into it and they have no idea like of any of this. And that's the thing. Like you have to know who you're marketing to, because if you don't know who your client is, it's literally like throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it sticks. You don't know how you're going to get.
0: Exactly. Well, people, I feel like there's a lot of people that say starting a business is hard and then they'll go and do it and not prepare for it. They'll just do it. Yeah. And I was lucky because in high school, I was in a that incubator program and we were taught all of that and we taught we were taught like literally about websites where do people look the most instantly when you get on a website they're like okay like when you type in um i don't know when you type in my website and literally they had like a thermal image of where people click the most right because you can't really track where people look Mm -hmm. but uh in a top right corner weird it's hmm. It's mostly middle of the screen and top right corner. That's
1: wild. I mean it makes sense. But so I funny. have a
0: get a quote button right in the top oh. right corner and then and then I have in the middle of my screen, I have call us now with uh time lapse fancy time lapse. so it's 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 things like that you have to think of in terms of marketing, but when it comes to facebook it's it's really weird. um I have this theory called... The power of moms, <laughs> because moms know a lot of people. Yeah, they have. It's weird. Well over a thousand followers usually, mm-hmm. and when you think of marketing, you don't really think of moms. But my mom has been awesome, and she shares a lot of my stuff, and she has like nine hundred followers on Facebook. Yeah, and it's like, like that's weird but sometimes she'll share something and then literally a thousand people will see it and it'll show it. So people really undervalue the free part of Facebook marketing where just, you know, asking your mom to share something the power of moms you know they're not just great people and great moms but they can share stuff on facebook if you have a business
1: <laughs> right no moms are great i mean moms are my whole market essentially yeah, and exactly. mom's sharing not even my own mom doesn't even have a facebook she calls yeah. it FaceMail. god bless her <laughs> but um my but like moms in general sharing stuff you know have gotten me business and i think probably for me one of the things that's a little bit more difficult about being a photographer in the market that I'm in is that I don't have kids of my own. Mm. So for me, like there are people who are photographers who are in the same genre as me and they are moms and their kids go to school. So they're able to like, I want to say like infiltrate the school or infiltrate the mom groups or whatever. And it's like, I don't have that. I take my dog to the dog park, (laughs) but you know, I'm not a mom where I interact. Like I have friends who are moms, don't get me wrong, but I kind of don't have that piece. And I mean, it's not something that's a problem for me personally. It's just that, that piece has been a little bit harder to break into. Like, I don't have, I don't belong to a PTO where I can, you know, personally connect with that person. Mm -hmm. So it's just finding other ways around that. Um, you know, I'm not saying you have to be a mother or father or anything to be a photographer, just kind of like those are wi- those are places that I'm always looking to get into. It's just like you got to find like the back door, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, marketing, like you said, is super difficult. You got to throw something to the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. And it's it's so weird. It's actually, you know, now that I think about it, it's sort of like the stock market and Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've just been talking about You've this been talking a
1: lot. About this this morning.
0: <laughs> yes. And it's so weird because if you think the marketing is like sure you can hire a a team spend a million dollars on Mm. it and still not sell anything like it's just how marketing is um uh, but you also gotta think somebody invented the shake weight and is a millionaire (laughs) so you're totally right it's like you can have the best product on the planet and not sell it because you have crappy marketing or you can have an awful product and have the best marketing on the planet and have a bunch of people shaking the weight on TV and saying it loses you 10 pounds a week. Buy it. Hey there. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but I just want to take this chance to tell you to share the podcast on your social media platforms. Link it on your Instagram story. Follow knowledge is power underscore Rhode Island on Instagram and leave a review on Apple podcast. If you're listening on that platform. So Thanks for listening guys and enjoy the rest of the episode and somehow become a millionaire from it. It's just super weird. It's just like this. It's just like Dogecoin. Everybody thought it was going to hit a dollar when Elon Musk went on Saturday night, night live. And it didn't. Yeah, It went down actually. So it's like, it's just one of those unknowns like Dogecoin in the stock market that people can say they're an expert. They, I've been doing this for 40 years and cryptocurrency isn't going to go anywhere. It's like, really? Why don't you tell that to Dogecoin that has a higher market cap than Ford and Twitter? Like, give me a break. You don't think it's going to go anywhere? It just depleted $0.30 cents and is still worth more <laughs> than Ford and Twitter. It had $116 billion in circulation when it hit $0.74. Cents. Like, really? It's not going anywhere? Bitcoin is worth 60000 a coin, yeah. for God's sakes. And these experts, they, they it's, it's funny because they're scared. Like, they think, uh-oh. Like this is I some kid some nineteen year old kid can go on their phone and buy stocks without me. It's like where's my percentage?
1: Yeah, it's like the self checkout. Yeah, you
0: know? but that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. That's okay, good tangent but, though. Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, it's funny because I started working for somebody and yeah. they're into this stuff, and it's like ever since then I've been hooked, and I'm and I'm literally
1: watching it.
0: <laughs> have it up on my screen right yeah. here. It's at forty one cents right now.
1: Uh, yeah, you can watch it change in real time. And, That's pretty wild. And it
0: dipped to uh, thirty nine cents earlier today, thirty eight cents. And I think I'm gonna wait till the end of the week, but I'm gonna buy a large sum of it, okay, just to see what happens. And it's so funny because um, I told somebody this morning. I said savings overrated. Saving your money in a bank account when you're 19 years old is overrated because inflation. Yeah. The American dollar is going down in value. So technically, my, you know, let's say I have $2000 sitting in the bank is going down in value. So why wouldn't I invest it in something that is always going I might lose money, but I'm 19. I have a lot of time to get it back. Or I have a I could gain my money and invest it and have a chance to make it worth more instead of it just sitting in a checking account and just going down in value. And people are stuck in the old fashioned way of, nope, you have to save, you have to have money. I'm like, what is the point of it just sitting there? Right, right. I no, mean,
1: if you can invest it and just like have it grow for you, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it is technically sort of gambling, but yeah, so much of life is. So. Yeah,
0: well, that's the thing is people have a lot of issues with Robinhood um, because you know they call it a gambling app and it is, but it isn't because. Um, it's just as legit as getting somebody you know to invest in a 401k i mean what's not what's gambling about that you're just paying somebody to pull in and put out stocks right whatever sells it's like that's gambling because mm-hmm. you're paying somebody to help you make like right. it's the same thing and people don't understand it. And, and i definitely respect people that have different opinions than me uh when it comes to this stuff and They might be right, and I might be completely wrong, but I that's just my feelings on it. You know, I think saving is overrated now. I mean, obviously, I need money to stay in my bank account in case my car breaks, but not all of it. Like, I need to stop saying "like a lot" because it annoys me when I say "like a lot." But, um, I don't know, savings overrated.
1: No, it's true, and I mean, I think that. It's probably... I, I feel like life is about balance and things. I mean, I'm lot. See, you can't stop looking at it. No, I can't. No, it's, it's like mess. you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just staring. I, I feel like I need to get an app on my phone so I can watch this at yeah. all times.
0: Oh, I have a widget on my oh, God, screen. No. See? No, no I'm going to get it. I have a I'm, widget. Oh, jeez, Max. Yeah.
1: I would, I would, see, the thing is, if I had something like this, I'd probably never get anything done all day. But I feel like... There's so many chances in life you could just lose if yeah. you don't take risks or just do things. And I mean, I am I'm like partially between an impulsive person and a safety person. Like I'm literally in the middle mm-hmm. of that person. But there are things in life that I would have never accomplished if I hadn't just done something that seemed like completely messed up like when I started my business I had told you like I was working see I say like all the time too I Mm, can't help it
0: I know yeah it's just it's terrible
1: yeah um but I was working at South County Hospital and I had been there for 13 years I was assistant manager of the business office there and I didn't hate I didn't really love the job at all I mean it was it paid my bills it was like I paid well but Mm. And, and probably around 2014, I started getting very, very sick. And to make a long story very short, it took them a long time to figure out what was going on with me. Um, I left the hospital in April 2016 thinking I was going to be out on a, for a week mm-hmm. on medical leave, and I never went back. I absolutely never went back. Um, I have a an autoimmune disease called Addison's disease. And I also found out I was celiac when I was 39 years old. I had no idea. Um, and it's very easily treatable what I have, but it I had a very atypical case. Mm. I was like, I thought I was going to die when I was like 37, 38, 39 years old. I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm going to feel like crap for the rest of my life. This is terrible, you know? Um, and I had always wanted my photography business to be kind of my main source of income, but I didn't know. <sighs> I didn't really necessarily, it's like I didn't know how that would happen or I didn't know if it would happen. And I mean, clearly I had the business and I was also making really good money. So I was like, well, this is good, but I also wasn't happy. So when I left the hospital, I felt, I still felt really crappy for a really long time. And I was never at the point where I could have probably worked a nine to five for months and months afterwards. And I was like, this is it. I have to make this job work because I can figure out when I can work. You know, if I need to go lay down for a while, Mm whatever and i i i I essentially made my business my full-time business because i almost had no choice it was like this was the universe's way of being like here you go this is this is it this is how you're getting into the full-time thing Mm -hmm. not at all how you thought you just kept saying someday someday well someday is right here right
0: yeah yeah that's how you have to think and i was talking to benjamin blackett about that when he came on is like you can't wait you can't procrastinate and i said this quote i'm like patience is a virtue right everybody says that my dad always said that to me uh but I, I i definitely have progressed in my opinion on that and i say patience is a virtue but the ability to, the the ability to know when to be patient is even more important because life is too short to be patient all the time
1: that's true
0: you know it's like you know recent life experience you know a few a couple months ago made me think that it's like You you have limited time and you just need to do things.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I that's absolutely true. And I mean the fact I'm like I said I'm a little bit older than you are and I know this for you know. It's you have to just make your do what makes you happy. I mean you have to be happy. Don't wait to be happy. I'm not saying do crazy stuff all the time because again there's a line. But if something is making you miserable, it is absolutely not worth it. Life is short. And you never know when it's going to change. So mm-hmm. make do what makes you happy and continue to strive to make yourself happy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it, the bottom line. It doesn't get easy, more straightforward than that. I mean, it, it, it's easier said than done, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's but, true. I mean, there are we definitely live in a society where people play victim a lot. And they're like, my life sucks. It's what am I going to do? There's nothing I can do to get out of it. But it's like... you. you you know you always have to be strong know you can get out of it you know and i think obviously that's relative Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's kids who lose their phone for a day and they're like my my life is over (laughs) you know it's not yeah i mean i mean but you know what i mean yeah it's relative yeah exactly i mean obviously there are situations for people that's like you know it's tough Mm -hmm. uh but i most of the time especially now people just feel bad for themselves always and it's you can do it right you can get out of it that's that's how i look at it it's like um work hard the harder you work the luckier you get sometimes yeah. <laughs> but I, there's this song uh american aquarium i don't know if you've heard of them but there's a song that's called that the luckier you Get." i don't know i feel like but, i
1: need to go look it up now yeah it's a I good don't song one.
0: it's i mean the band name is pretty catchy too i thought yeah. they'd be more popular um yeah so uh continuing i feel like i've been talking a lot That's okay, you're my man. guest i the, the, i did this last time it's like all right i'm gonna shut up and <laughs> ask you the questions so um when you started your business uh-huh. what do you think was the you know biggest hurdle initial hurdle you had to get over to continue on and make it your main source of income
1: well wow so i think the one of probably the biggest hurdle was figuring out or learning or understanding that I had to specialize in something or you don't, I don't want to say have to, cause that's not true, but understanding that that was going to serve me and serve my clients better. Um, it's not that I started out photographing everything under the sun because that not exactly is true, but I did use to photograph weddings. Like I did have a little bit broader of uh, like a niche than I do now. And I realized kind of going back to making myself happy. It's like, I hated photographing those things. Like I didn't like photographing them. A lot of the people I got as clients were not necessarily the people that were dream clients for me. You know, they were sometimes a hassle because I mean, I didn't love it. They didn't, it was hard. It was just hard. And I'm like, I don't need my life to be hard. (laughs) I don't need this to be hard. So I said, all right, that's it. I like photograph. I love kids. Like I love photographing kids. I like doing families. Like this is what I'm going to, this is really what I'm going to specialize in. And that's it. And, and, you know, people say, well, what if you don't do like weddings or what if you don't do X or X or X? Like, you know, you have to turn people away. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm really good at what I'm doing. And that's what I. when you are really good at something and you are known for that, that's what people start to focus on. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're a baseball player, you're unless you're Bo Jackson or whatever, you, yeah. know, you don't play baseball, football, basketball, whatever, all these sports. Generally you focus yeah. on one thing. Um, there are people who only do landscape photography. There are people who only do wedding photography. I mean, I want to be able to really focus on what I do and kind of, that took me probably a year or two to realize what I really loved to do Cause I, I do enjoy other types of photography just for fun. You know, I take pictures of my cats and my dogs all the time, like flowers, things like that. Um, but just from a business perspective, um, this is all I want to do. This is what I want to do. Center all my marketing around that, all my energy into that, that so much helped. And I wish I kind of knew that from the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. So your, yeah, your biggest hurdle was figuring out your niche essentially and figuring out yes. what you wanted to stick with.
1: Yes, that and probably the other piece was just understanding what all was needed to even start a business Mm -hmm. because... I think it's probably different for different types of businesses, but you have one. So I don't know what steps you had to go through, but it's like figuring out, do you have to be licensed or do you just have to be registered in Rhode Island? Like some businesses require licenses, some you don't have to. Oh yeah. Like for me, I only had to, when you're a photographer, you don't need a license to be a photographer in Rhode Island. You do in other states. You just need to register with the town you're operating in. Like, you know, the kind of insurance that I needed.
0: Do you have to register to be a photographer?
1: Yeah. You have to register. You have to register with the town. But you don't have to actually. You have to register your business with the town. But you well, yeah, yeah. But you don't have to just not just to be a photographer to, to be any business. But okay.
0: Yeah, that's what. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I like, thought you meant like you had to get like a specific no, license. Okay. I, I
1: don't have like my. I don't have like a concealed photographer license yeah. or anything. <laughs> no. No. It's just like with any business, but there are certain businesses in Rhode Island that you do need a license for. But yeah. This isn't one of them. Yeah. You know. But understanding that because there's. <clears throat> I don't want to say there's no help out there because there is like there's the Small Business Administration, there's other places, but it's it's hard to kind of wade through the information that was out there, especially this. I started my business eight years ago and obviously there was the internet and there was technology, but technology always grows and oh, yeah. associations always grow. So there's probably more info out there now. So that's why I will always tell people whatever I know about anything, whether it be technical stuff to do with photography, whether it be the business side, because it was wasn't super super hard but it was difficult it's like if i can help somebody by telling you what i know (laughs) here you go it's not Mm -hmm. like the information isn't already out there i'm just trying to give it to you in a more concise way
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that's definitely good info because well when i incorporated my business it was february 27th of 2020 Mm -hmm. um obviously not a great time to start a business no um but i definitely found it difficult um Well, like I had no clue. Like I guess I sort of was negligent on researching on how to start a business uh, because I didn't realize uh, because I'm an LLC, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I didn't really realize what you have to do to properly do it and not get arrested. (laughs) You know, like pay your taxes, things like that. Yeah. Especially in a state where, like Rhode Island, where there's a lot of regulations and things to do and stuff like that. Um, you know, cause I, it's, it's like, it's definitely tough. And I mean, I've only been in business for a year, but that's been one of the biggest hurdles is figuring how to do things out with the state and not get in trouble for it. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know? And negligence is not an excuse, uh, for not t- paying taxes. You know, you still didn't pay them. So pay for it. And I completely agree with that. You know, you have to do your research, you have to do things like that. Um, and I definitely have, you know, I made mistake last year, but I've paid that's for it now. And that's how you learn. You know, you, if you you can't go through life and not make any mistakes, like it's not no, how it if works. You're,
1: if you aren't making any mistakes, then you're either lying or you're super boring. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not well, doing
1: anything interesting or exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got one last question for you. Okay. Um, and, I've, and I guess you've already said this. Well, you know something you really live by but and if you want to be remembered for this one quote or one line what would it be
1: just be happy
0: yeah just be
1: happy i that is all there was a lot of my life that i spent not not really being happy and not and i didn't even realize it but just wasting time, not being happy or focusing on other things. I mean, I'm 44 years old and I love unicorns and I love glitter. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sitting here wearing a pair of cat ears on my head because this is legit how I go to the store. Like this is me. Like just be yourself and be happy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Just it. do not do anything else. Well, you can do whatever you want besides that, but yeah. that is so important. If it's, if you're not happy, then find a way to change that. Whether it takes you 10 minutes or 10 years
0: yeah well i definitely feel like people a lot of people define success with money which is completely wrong because the richest people in the world aren't necessarily the happiest happiest people in the world you know so i've said that a few times on the podcast but uh yeah so i think it's a good spot to end it okay great and uh you've been a great guest been a great conversation it seems like i've been talking too much so for this next. sort of podcast. It's, been
1: a good po- it's gonna be been a good conversation. I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come by and uh, talk.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have been here on the podcast. This yeah, is my this is my life's dream was always to be on one, so here I am. Well,
0: I mean, I don't have a lot of listeners. Um, That's but, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Doge is about to hit forty-two cents. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, was, I'm here to see it. Oh, uh, oh, it's going up. This is oh, 40. Oh, 41, nine, seven,
1: nine, eight. Oh, oh 42 gosh. cents. This is it. This yep. is worth coming here to be on a podcast and see Dogecoin yep. go up to 42 cents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank you so much for coming on. Anybody listening, if you want me to ask a specific question to my guests, feel free to shoot me an email, uh, knowledge is power ri at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.